Hello, this is Brian Williams, and welcome to the Greater Southington Business Podcast. Throughout my career as an investment advisor and working alongside entrepreneurs, nonprofit directors, and business leaders, I've heard some amazing stories. This podcast was created to tell the stories behind the local products and services you use every day. This podcast is designed to inform and inspire. My name is Jordan Sisson. I am um, the, I guess, owner of <laughs> Fairytale Journeys by Jordan. That's a um, affiliate of Fairytale Journeys um, Travel Agency, um, which is a platinum earmarked um, travel agency specializing in Disney destinations. Okay. I also, so I, that means I, my main focus is booking vacations to all Disney destinations. So that's Walt Disney World in Orlando, Florida, Disneyland okay. in California, um, Alani Resort and Spot in Hawaii, um, Disney Cruise Line, and okay. Adventures in Disney. Um, I also book travel to Universal Orlando in Florida, and um, newly, just we became able to book um, Universal Studios in Hollywood. Um, oh, wow. So um, that's, I offer free concierge services. Um, okay. So basically what that means is um, be, you don't pay any additional fees <laughs> for working right. with me. I paid a commission directly by Disney. So clients aren't charged extra for quotes or different aspects of, of services. It's everything that I offer is completely free to them and they can okay. pick it how much or how little they want me to be involved in planning mm. vacation. So I, I can handle everything from waking up at six o'clock in the morning to book your <laughs> dining yeah, reservation, um, waking up at seven o'clock in the morning and booking sure. your classes. <laughs> um, what else do I do? I, uh, you know, I offer my advice and um, I do custom itiner itinerary planning. Um, I won't book airline flights to and from. Okay home and your destination, but I'll help you research flights. Um, but I do book rental cars, stroller rentals, um, all of that fun stuff. And if you're going to Walt Disney World, I do do um, Magical Express as well. So if you're okay. not renting a car and you're using the complimentary bus transportation around Walt Disney World, I can help set that up for you. Um, let's see, what else? I think that basically <laughs> covers in a nutshell okay. what Retail's Journeys by Jordan is. Okay. So what experiences of those have you actually done yourself? Um, so I have uh, booked mainly vacations to Walt Disney World. Okay. Um, I have most of my Disney experience is rooted in Walt Disney World. Um, I was basically born and bred on Disney. Okay. <laughs> um, that, I attribute that to that to kind of two things. Um, one is I grew up during the Disney Renaissance. So a lot of the the first films that I remember watching as a kid were The Little Mermaid, Pocahontas, Aladdin, Beauty and the Beast. Oh. Um, all of those now classic iconic Disney films is yeah. what I grew up on. Um, and what dovetailed with that was my parents, but namely my dad really... Um, love Disney and they oh, definitely instilled yeah. that in me. Um, I apparently took my first trip to Disney World when I was about 18 months old. Obviously, I have no recollection of that yeah. whatsoever. Um, but the next trip when I was six years old was for my birthday. And um, I remember that very vividly. Yeah. Um, and from that point forward, we went to Disney every two or four years, um, all the way up 
to when I graduated college. Um, So uh, I've been traveling to Disney for basically my entire life. Um, It's the only family vacation we ever took (laughs) when I was growing up. Um, And so I really, I've watched the parks transform firsthand over the last 20 some odd years. Right. And um, I think that that helps give me a perspective, especially when, um, you know, I, a lot of the clients that I've had so far are people that haven't been in a while and they're like, listen, I don't know what's going on anymore. You got to help me so much. I mean, 10 years ago, even you didn't, you couldn't, I mean, no one had smartphones. Like, I mean, they were just coming of age really. And apps certainly weren't as big as they are now. And now you're in Disney world and you can book your fast passes from the Palm of Year. Yeah, that's a big deal. Yeah. Um, so most of my personal experience is rooted in Disney World, but I have been to Disneyland and I've also been to Disneyland Paris. Um, oh, wow. So I've kind of gotten a taste of the different Disney parks. Um, and years ago, I, it's been a long time, but I have been to Universal in um, Florida as well. Um, so I try to use my personal experience to, to as much as I can to um, help guide clients, especially if it's their first time traveling to Disney. It's especially, like I said, now, nowadays it's extremely overwhelming. And I'm one of the first people to admit that when somebody sets out looking to research and plan a Disney vacation, they're bombarded with internet forums and Facebook groups and Mm -hmm. just like tons and tons of information. Um, And my job really is to help kind of navigate people through through the waters and really figure out how to maximize your time and your money because I mean again Disney's not cheap um no no and if you're going to be spending top dollar I mean we got to make sure that you're not wasting your money so um that's where I come in yeah and it's a much as as much about maximizing your time as your money you want to make sure that you're that you're seeing as much as you can see and you know no matter however many days you have there. And if you're staying on site and the, the magic hour and all that stuff, you want to make sure you're taking advantage of that. Right. So you said you first went when you were about 18 months old. Where, what do you see parents now using as the age of kind of the first trip for their kids? Or what, what do you recommend? Do you ever recommend if somebody that they're not quite ready yet? Or what are your thoughts on that? Um, so that's a really good question. And I, I firmly believe that there's really no bad age to take a kid to Disney. Um, A lot of people that I talk to really um, say, you know, I want my kids to remember that I don't want to spend the money if they're not going to remember it. Um, But I actually, a couple of years ago, um, got to go on my first trip to Disney with kids. Um, We went with my in-laws and my three nephews who at the time were just turned four just turned two and was six months old. Um, So on the younger end of things, I mean, a lot of times people are saying, you know, I don't want to take my kid until they're six or seven. Um, But I have to say that out of all of the trips I've taken to Disney, that has to have been one of my favorites just because everything is so real to them. And like, they're seeing, you should have seen my my oldest nephew's face when he met Mickey for the first time. (laughs) It was, I melted and was a puddle on the floor. (laughs) He just was floored. And my, my nephews, nephews are also huge Toy Story fans. Okay. They starstruck when they met Buzz and Woody. And being able to kind of experience things for the first time again through their eyes was really cool. And I think 
whether it's your own kids or your grandkids or your nephews or nieces, um, I think that sharing that experience and, you know, just being together as a family, that kind of, um, that makes it, that makes it worth it no matter how old the kids are. Um, I just had clients two weeks ago, or yeah, about a week and a half ago, two weeks ago, who went with a two month old. So, (laughs) um, (laughs) yeah, they, I, I give them props. They are brave. Um, Excuse me. So I really think it's possible to do, to do Disney um, at any age. It's just that those vacations are going to look different and you have different expectations. I mean, Brian, you're a parent, you know, like your expectations get thrown out the window. Like you just plan to throw it out the window. You just, with, with, especially traveling to Disney with kids, the key is just being flexible. Um, And that's on it. That's, that's part of what my job is, is to help people manage their expectations. You know, people will come to me and say, you know, I want to do this huge laundry list of things. And that's when I'm saying, okay, listen, you're going to Disney with a four-year-old and a two-year-old and we got to have a real conversation about what realistically that's going to look like. Yeah. Yeah. When you, when you're planning some of the longer trips, maybe at five days or or four or five, you almost want to plan that buffer day in the middle to say, all right, you're going to go hard for a couple days and then you're going to have maybe a, maybe a pool day or a rest day and then, and then go back at it for a couple days just to kind of give a little leeway. You recommend that? Yeah. I, I mean, even with adults, (laughs) I wholeheartedly, usually my general rule of thumb is unless you're there for like maybe three or less days, um, if I'm planning out your itinerary, I'm going to give you a break in the middle of the day mm-hmm. um, because you're going to need it. <laughs> the average person right. walks about, um, I think it's it's the equivalent of 20,000 steps per day okay. in any Disney park. So Magic Kingdom, Epcot, Animal Kingdom, that's on average. Um, and so, I mean, if you're if you're rope dropping, so if you're getting there to the parks right when the gates open at 7 30 8 o'clock in the morning and you're going until like 10 o'clock at night <laughs> yeah. you're gonna be exhausted right so, and and that's that's why i recommend the breaks in the middle of the day even if it's just you know you and your spouse on a on a trip just the two of you huh. um it, you're gonna need it <laughs> yes. my, my husband and i joke um we went on our honeymoon to disney and about three days in we were uh, <laughs> we looked at each other and we we're like we should have remembered that you don't come to disney to relax you come to disney right. yeah right and especially coming from uh from the northeast or colder weather climate that that he gets to you after being you know especially depending on the time of year you're going um yeah coming from coming from up here and then suddenly that that sun is beating down on you you need that you need that siesta around one or two o'clock exactly (laughs) yeah so for people who haven't been in a couple years what have the some of the more recent changes either you know physically to the to the parks um, obviously the Disneyland has the, the Star Wars part that just opened and then maybe kind of digitally you can talk about some of the technology enhancements they've had. Sure. So obviously what's getting a lot of attention right now is Star Wars Galaxy's Edge and that's um, like, like the colloquial term is turning into Star Wars land. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Star Wars Galaxy's Edge just opened a couple of weeks ago in Disneyland and the Orlando component is going to be opening at the end of August. Um, what we know right now is that these parks are basically, or excuse me, the lands, because they're 
it's um, Galaxy's Edge in Disneyland is part of Disneyland. You have to go through Disneyland, like past the castle to get to Galaxy's Edge. Um, and Walt Disney World is going to be located at Disney's Hollywood Studios. Okay. Uh, so um, the lands are basically going to be twins. There are going to be some things that are different. Um, there's there some of the attractions are going to be a little bit different, but um, the general idea is still the same. I mean, we're looking at um, Disney has created the story around the planet of Batu. Batu, I'm probably pronouncing that wrong, <laughs> um, but it's a fictional planet that you've never heard of before. And um, but everything on this planet is completely canon um, within the Star Wars universe. Um, the characters, or the, not the characters, excuse me, the cast members that are working in Batu are in character. They don't know what Disney is. Um, mm. They don't know anything. They've never ventured outside of their planet. So if you go up to a cast member in Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, you know, you're talking to, and you, you know, you're wearing a shirt with Mickey on it. They're going to be, they're going to be confused and not know who's on your shirt. Right. <laughs> it's a, it's designed to be a completely immersive experience. Um, I, have not been to Galaxy's Edge yet, um, but everything that I've been reading and watching on YouTube, um, people say that um, it's it's hands down the most immersive experience okay. that Disney has, has yet to produce. I mean, there's um, a replica of the Millennium Falcon. Um, there are, uh, there's, there's a build your own um, lightsaber. Uh, experience. Um, I mean, you pay top dollar for that. It's sure, similar. People, I, I'm seeing that. I'm seeing that people are comparing the build your own lightsaber experience to the um, wand selection ceremony mm -hmm. at, at Universal in um, in our in the Wizarding World of Harry Potter and Universal. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's it's kind of similar in that sense. Um, there's also this is something that I think is really cool, and at full disclosure, I'm not hu a huge Star Wars fan, yeah. but there's a, a build-your-own-droid station, um, so you can um, choose a, a BB model or an R model, um, so think BB-8 or R2-D2, and you'll have this little droid replica that is remote controlled and you can you know walk it along you inside the land, and it's responsive to the area of the land where you are in, so mm -hmm. if you, it'll, give, it'll have a personality chip, and um, if you give it a uh, resistance personality ship, it'll uh, like start getting jittery in the first order section of the land and it'll be, feel at home when it's in the resistance area of the land. Like that's stuff that like, that's, we've never seen that from Disney before. <laughs> um, yeah, different. 10 years ago, 10, 15 years ago, that was not a thing. Um, and I think that like, to segue into the whole technology aspect that, that just speaks to the world of difference between how Disney has changed over the last five years, let alone the last 10, 15, 20 years. Um, right now, Disney World and Disneyland are a little bit different, but a lot of, um, a lot of your in-park experience is going to be controlled from your smartphone. Um, Disney World more so than Disneyland. Um, there's this thing called the My Disney Experience app. Okay. Uh, and that basically, I mean, you can still pick up the physical park maps at the front of the, the, um, the parks, but you'll have a digital version on your phone. Um, you can tap various features, so it'll show you what characters are out meeting at that specific time. It'll show you what the wait times are. Um, you can book your fast passes and dining reservations from the palm of your hand. Um, but uh, that, you, basically, your, your My Disney experience 
app becomes your lifeline when you're in the parks. And another thing that's become a little different is that Disney has um, embraced this interactive queue idea where um, the waiting experience to get onto the attraction is basically in and of itself an attraction now. there's, uh, for example, with Haunted Mansion, I think is one of the better examples of this is um, as you're walking through the graveyard to get up to the Haunted Mansion, there are these interactive headstones where if you tap various parts of it, it'll play music or um, mm-hmm. there's a scavenger hunt going on as you pass various things. So um, that's that's stuff that we weren't seeing um, a couple of years ago. Um, and I it's only going to get more so from here on out. I think yeah, that's the so. world that we're living in. So Yeah. Somebody now who's looking to go to uh, to Disneyland to go through the Star Wars experience, what, what's that like if they come to you today? What, what are they looking at time frame to get out there? Um, so right now, um, Disneyland is, uh, there's a reservation system in place until uh, June 23rd, um, okay. where basically you unless you have a disneyland resort hotel package um you're not able to secure a reservation to galaxy's edge yet but when you book a vacation uh, a vacation package at disneyland um you'll automatically get an admission time to galaxy's edge after the june 23rd date we don't know what that's going to look like yet um how admission into the the land is going to work and we also don't know what it's going to look like for orlando later this summer okay Um, there's a lot of speculation out there, um, but nothing's been confirmed just just yet. Um, but if you want to go now to visit Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, we only have a couple of weeks left. <laughs> um, so now, uh, like, if, if if this is on your bucket list and you need to experience it, um, now is the time to start planning. Okay. I mean, you already waited too long. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, you brought up an interesting point about the uh, how you're saying you weren't necessarily a Star Wars fan, but obviously you're a big Disney person. So I think they'll get some good crossover there because they'll get a whole bunch of people who are Star Wars fans who weren't Disney fans getting out and experiencing that. And they'll probably pull some people that were Disney fans into becoming Star Wars fans. So I think it's a good crossover for them. Right. And, and I, I mean, there's a lot of parallels be, been drawn between Galaxy's Edge and um, Pandora, the world of Avatar. And, right. Uh, Walt Disney World and you know there are people that'll say I don't really want to go to Pandora I didn't really like the Avatar movie I didn't really either and it's one of the most like insane places I've ever been and my husband I mean he he loved he did love the films and um Flight of Passage he got he our last trip I was 20 weeks pregnant so I couldn't go on it (laughs) um but he said that Flight of Passage was hands down the best attraction he's ever been on period Mm. so um that regardless of whether or not you enjoy these films doesn't mean that you should skip out on the experience. Right. Okay. So we talked a little bit about the, the Disney experience. So what's the experience for a client when they come to you? you? You get a phone call from Joe and Jane Smith this evening and they want to plan a vacation. So what's next? What's first? Um, so first off, we just got to nail down some, some basic details. How many people are traveling in your party? Are you traveling with any kids? Um, is this your first time? Cause that gives me kind of a, um, a jumping off point because, mm-hmm. um, if you've been to Disney five or 10 times, I probably don't need to, you know, explain a lot of the basic stuff. But, um, if it's somebody who's never, ever been before or hasn't been in a really long time, there's going to be a lot of catching up to do. Okay. Um, so 
travel dates, how many people are um, traveling in your party, or if you're traveling with any kids, um, what kind of tickets that you want. Um, because some people just are not interested in park hoppers. Um, and honestly, that's your prerogative. I think you can do Disney with or without park hoppers. It just depends on what kind of trip you're looking for. Right. And that's another thing that I try to do. I mean, sometimes people come to me and say, you know, this is exactly what I want. And that this is, this is just what I want. Right. Uh, and to sometimes I'll, I'll look at their requests and I'll say, you know, this looks really good, but here are some of my recommendations. Like, you know, you are going to be there for seven or eight days and you don't, you're, you only want base tickets. Uh -huh. And I get a little bored. <laughs> let's, let's throw a park hopper on there. That way you, if you, go to magic kingdom in the morning and you say i've ridden seven dwarves mind chain 10 times in a row yeah. <laughs> i want to go do something else you're not stuck right. um the park hopper gives you more flexibility conversely if um you know you are there for four days and you have little kids mm. i might say listen i'm uh, you know your kids better than i do but at the risk of overstimulating and overwhelming them because my kid gets overstimulated very really easily. Um, I just want you to consider maybe we go with a base ticket and you know, you're, you're in the parks for four days and you're doing one park per day so that you are not feeling like you're trying to cram all of this stuff into mm. one trip. Right. Um, the other thing that we need to consider are dining plans, which is a whole okay. other thing. Yeah. thing that didn't exist for a, a few years ago. Um, and that just, again, it depends on how your family travels. Um, there are some people that, you know, really aren't interested in a dining plan. And then you have people like my family who my husband needs three square meals a day. Right. <laughs> and so we, the last few trips we've gone on, we've gone with the deluxe dining plan and um, have been able to squeeze in a couple of signature dining because of that. Um, so it's just, it's a lot of personal, personalization. And I think that's what... Um, one of my favorite parts about what I do is, is, um, I, I really like helping people customize their trip and, um, make sure that you're not spending money unnecessarily or right. that you're not missing out on things that could yeah. make your trip better. So, right. yeah. And you brought up an interesting point early on is that booking through you and doing the accommodations, uh, doesn't necessarily cost the client anything more than if they booked it themselves because you're being compensated by Disney. So I think that's that's an important point too. So if they were to go through all the time and energy to book it themselves, they're not going to save any money. Um, they're better off, you know, having an expert do it, correct? Right. And I, I, I like to tell people that if you book through me, I'm included in the cost of your vacation package. Right. <laughs> um, and you, yeah. can, you can, I can do as much or as little as you, you want me to. Um, I have clients that are there right now who um asked me to do their fast passes but they were like you know i'd rather do our, our dining reservations and i was right. like, absolutely fine yeah. and then i have other clients that are say i don't know what i'm doing you need to do everything for me and i'm happy to do that too sure. um i have my parents are going in october and my dad keeps saying you don't need to do everything and i'm like that's it's, what I do. <laughs> it's what I do. And honestly, this is a, a fun little anecdote. Um, part of the reason why I got into this is because um, last summer when I was uh, home with my newborn daughter, um, while on maternity leave, uh, I was sitting around planning imaginary vacations for our family that I knew we weren't going to be able to take for a while. And my husband 
husband looks at me one night and he's like, you need an outlet. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, I feel like you need some closure. Like, why don't you do this for people who are actually going to be able to enjoy what you're putting together? Yeah. Uh, and that's, that's when I started doing research and, um, Ironically, my daughter's godmother is actually also a, an agent with Fairy Tale Journeys, and she was super supportive. Okay. And I did my research, and had so just so happened that I really loved the agency, and I interviewed, and there you are. I got the ball rolling, and yeah. <laughs> um, and honestly, like that's that's one of I, I I joke with my clients all the time. You're you're doing me a favor because I get to live vicariously. Through yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's good. Yeah. I imagine that, uh, so you're actually helping out some clients while they're in Disney too. So they're, your service doesn't, doesn't end when they get on the plane. You're, you're still available to them while they're there? Absolutely. So basically from the time we make your deposit all the way until the time you're on the plane heading home and even after then, just to make sure you guys arrive home safely, I'm, I'm at your complete and total disposal. Um, okay. I've, had, uh, I've had clients call, um, text me as, they're walking onto attraction and saying, you know, we're really second guessing this dining reservation, but we're about to get on like rock and roller coaster. <laughs> and I obviously can't make this change from my phone. Can you do it for me? And I'm more than happy to do that. Um, and I've also had people, uh, you know, it was actually my sister-in-law who is about to get on, um, in line for another ride. And I booked another fast pass for her. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's, it's honestly, it's not a problem for me at all. Um, I, and generally I'm, mostly available. If I'm tied up with something, I usually, um, I have that, this is, this is another point. Um, there are other, um, one of the great things about booking specifically with me as an agent with fairy tale journeys is that you don't just get me, you get all the other 200 agents that are in okay. the agency. So we have a Facebook group where we crowdsource, we swap ideas, we ask for advice. Um, we have unofficial experts and very different, <laughs> all the different subject matters. Um, and if we, if one of us knows that, you know, Oh, at this time on Wednesday, um, my daughter has a doctor's appointment and I have clients that are traveling. Can someone be my backup or I'm going to be on vacation. <laughs> Can somebody handle booking fast passes for me? Sure. We step in for each other like that all the time. So, um, if it's not me, you're going to be in trusted hands, no matter who it is, but 99% of the time I'm right. the person you're going to be dealing directly with. Okay. So I imagine when you get started, you had to go through quite a bit of training and then there's probably a lot of uh, continuing education, if you will, because everything's changing so much. Is there certain rules on how much you, you know, test to pass to get going and then certain things you have to do every year to stay up on all the new procedures? Yes. So um, I am a graduate of the Disney College of Knowledge, which is okay. the training program offered by Disney. Um, and that offers training in all the Disney destinations. So like I mentioned before, Disney World, Disneyland, Adventures by Disney, Aulani, Disney Cruise Line, um, all of that I go through hours of training on when I first, when I onboarded. And then every year I'm tested on that. Um, so it's, it's definitely a continuous learning process. And then I do my own research on the side just to make sure that I'm presenting people with the most updated information as possible because I don't want you to get caught off guard <laughs> when you're yeah. going into the, into the, um, into the parks. Like if somebody had really has a kid that's really into trains and they really want to ride the Walt Disney world railroad, it's not going to help them. If I don't tell them that the steam train and magic kingdom is closed for refurbishment for this year. Um, okay. so <laughs> that's stuff that I need to keep up to date on. And, um, it's, 
similar with Universal in that I had to go through a training process um, and have to re-up uh, my training on, on a yearly basis. But um, it's it's a lot. And honestly, it's, I mean, for a, a Disney, a self-proclaimed Disney nerd. Yes. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that was, um, it, it, was a, it was a lot at first just because it's all digital. So sitting in front of for on for hours on end and making sure that you're absorbing all the information but yes. um it it's definitely it's it's helpful because there's stuff that i don't necessarily that I, I didn't know before i became a travel agent yeah. um, i i've never been to alani so mm -hmm. i needed to learn about that so okay what kind of changes do you expect to see from from disney that uh, maybe they've talked about or haven't talked about any and anything coming up in the next couple of years um Star Wars Galaxy's Edge is the big one, um, obviously, in the next couple of months. Um, and I think that um, that's going to be the main focus because specifically in Walt Disney World, there's going to be an, a hotel that goes along with that. Okay. It's going to um, back right up to Galaxy's Edge in Hollywood Studios. And um, what we know right now is that every guest at this hotel is going to be basically given their own character. And <laughs> talk... Um, the immersion is is very real <laughs> um so uh that's that's another that's one of the big things that coming that's coming there's a new disney vacation club property that's going to be um that's being constructed right now um disney's riviera resort okay. at walt disney world um there's uh, a guardians of the galaxy attraction that's being built in epcot um with the universe of and the former location of the universe of energy if i'm remembering correctly um that's going to be opening in the next couple of years we also know that um the very very popular um tron roller coaster is going to be is under construction right now in magic kingdom and tomorrowland um so there's a lot of big attractions coming specifically to Walt Disney World um, and D23, which is the big Disney conference that happens, is coming up. So we're, we're all just waiting to find out what else is going to be announced. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> all right. So how do people get in touch with you if they want to find you and book a trip or talk to you about booking a trip? So I am on Facebook. Um, you can search in the search bar for Fairytale Journeys by Jordan, or my direct link is facebook.com slash FTJ by Jordan. Um, okay. My email address is FTJ by Jordan at gmail.com. And you can call, text my cell phone <laughs> at any time. Um, I do have a 13 month old, so sometimes I'm chasing after a toddler, but I promise uh -huh. I won't get back to you. Um, and my cell phone number is 860-877-0887. All right. Well, thank you very much for your time. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. You're welcome.